Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I've been uh, I've been reflecting a lot lately on on some of the some of the moves of God that I've been able to be involved with and encounter God in and uh, remembering some real intensive seasons of supernatural activity. Um, and I can remember especially uh, the, the first few years of, of us being at Bethel. And even prior to that, uh, we, we went to the Lakeland Revival in Florida. Um, and just God was doing crazy wild encounters and miracles and all kinds of stuff and he hasn't stopped doing that but but I would say that it, it across the board it feels a little bit like um, in corporate measures that's probably waned a bit um, I, I don't know I don't understand it I don't know if that's something that I wouldn't want to diagnose it like it was because somebody did this wrong thing or they didn't do this thing or whatever. Like, I, I don't want to judge, like, why it's not happening the way it was um, in those times. And I think it is in places. I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's not. But I'm just saying, it, all, I guess where I'm just wanting to get to is, is this past year and a half, two years, there's been, a, there's been really an assault on the church and trying to divert people's attention from what God's trying to do. And like, I just, all I can say is the Lord has so many more great things that he's wanting to do that we haven't even seen it yet. All right. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, We've, we've, we've had, we've had moments along the way where we've seen it in heavy measures and stuff. But, um, I just, I just know that, that there have been times when I visited revival movements and places where outpourings were happening, and it was, it was crazy powerful. And if we're, if we're not seeing the things to the level that I think that made us hungry, like uh, that spiked our hunger and our expectancy in past seasons, if we're not seeing that because we don't have it available I think that we need to make a decision. Am I going to remain a kind of a person who needs somebody else to cultivate that for me? Or am I going to choose to be the person who's going to cultivate that in my life and in my environment? Amen. Amen. I love going to places. I love encountering God where they've done it and where God's moving and we need to be able to receive impartations and, and encounter God and, and, and receive the cross-pollination of what He's doing. But if we aren't putting ourselves into um, stimulating that and digging the new wells and creating the, the, the open heavens environments in our own place, then we, we have little to offer other people. All right? And we owe the world something more than what we're giving them. And I'm not saying that to overflow church, all right? I'm not, I'm not like, this isn't like an individual rebuke. <laughs> it's nothing like that, okay? I'm just saying, like, there's more, but, but there's more available, but we have to lay hold of it. We have to cultivate it. We have to put our skin in the game we have to be the ones who take initiative to say, I know it should be, and it's not happening the way I know it should be. 
It's probably not happening quite yet the way it could be, but I, but I can, I'm the person who gets to determine if it's going to be in my life. Does that make sense? You guys all right with that so far? All right. I, I just, I believe that um, where, where there have been amazing outpourings um, in the past or different places, that it was a humongous, lavish gift from heaven to people on the earth, to, to an outpouring. It's, it's, it's movements of God. And it's, it's places for people to come and drink and be transformed, encounter and grow and shift and get breakthrough and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think it's our turn. I think it's our turn to cultivate the breakthrough that the world around us is needing. And I'm going to do my part, but are we going to do our part, okay? Because it's supposed to be corporate. It's supposed to be a corporate, unified agreement. I'm going to lay my hand on this. I'm going to put my hand on the plow, and together we're going to cultivate and make this thing happen. All right? Thanks, Richard. Where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is. So you and I, we got this. (laughs) There are Christians who are leaving the church in the droves right now. And, and, and then it usually, the, they first leave the church, but I'm with Jesus, but it, uh, mostly the trend is eventually they're, they're leaving Christ too, or, or at least they're leaving the Bible version of the Christ until they create him in their own image, all right? And so we're seeing Christians falling away, and here's the deal, like, if they're not experiencing the, a tangible real experience with God, then it's all just words in a book. All right? And and the Lord wants to make this thing alive and active in our lives and flowing through us and bringing the kingdom to the earth and actually there being substance, there being change, there being um, life, abundant life flowing and transformation happening. All right? And, and, and so, like, people who, like, a lot of people are asking questions. Is what I always believed actually true? Well, when there's not a lot of substance with it, I can understand that question. Is it real? Well, do, we got to make decisions. Are, are we going to allow ourselves to just continue experiencing an unmanifested form of the scriptural promises? We're still... We still think it's true, but we're not actually like getting the breakthrough and, and seeing heaven come. And I, I don't know that it's going to necessarily happen through, through passivity, passive faith. I, I think that I think we have to put our shoulder into this thing. We're going to have to press in. We're going to have to keep cultivating, stay the course, keep believing, fighting the good fight of faith. All right? You guys with me? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to tap in. We're go, we're gonna, I'm going to create moments today for you to put your shoulder into this, all right? As a matter of fact, I'm going to do it right now. I want to invite you guys to stand up if you're able. And, and I, I want us to invite the Holy Spirit to fall on us right now.
we just sang a song that I, I don't think that we were just casually singing. I think that we were really putting faith on it and desire called Fresh Outpouring. Amen? Lord Jesus, come. And, and it's like a, I need it now. All right? How many of you need it now? now. <laughs> All right. Why don't you put your hands out to the Lord in receive mode? And, and I, I wasn't saying any of that to put anybody down, okay? Actually, the reason I'm saying everything I just said is because you guys are actually the people who God believes in. You're, you're the ones who God believes in to make the difference. You're the ones who He believes in to shift everything, to, to shift into place and to, and to really contend and, and press in to, to see the breakthrough of the floodgates opening in your lives and in the church and in this region. I, I believe that God has chosen you to, to be people who are going to be the catalyst of the move of God. All right? Then that's exciting to me. And I, I'm just wanting to help us to, to recognize there's responsibility on this. There's responsibility. All right? We have to be responsible to, to make the choice to be the one to press in, to not wait for somebody else to give me an experience with God, but to, but to press into Him and to believe that He's going to show up and then become the, the bartenders, if you will. <laughs> All right? To, to, be, be, to become the, the host that you're sharing Him with people around you. So Holy Spirit, I ask you right now, fall on us right now, Holy Spirit. You're here, you're here, you're here right now. I ask you to touch everybody in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, just let them let come and touch you right now. And I also want to ask you, if you would, to please lay your hand on a person near you. Don't do it yet, because you first, to, for honor, I want you to ask them, is this okay with you? Take a second and ask the people around you, can I put my hand on your shoulder or your upper back? And if they're good with it, please lay hand on them and let them lay hand on you and I want to create a circuit in the room <laughs> so if there's any open gaps maybe try to close the gaps so that you, so that everybody is connected somehow right and, and I want you to I, we're going to pray in the spirit for a moment and if you have a prayer language start praying in that prayer language and if you don't, that's fine. Just ask the Holy Spirit just to flow through you and throw, flow in you right now. But let's go ahead and start praying in the Spirit right now for a moment. Yeah, and I want to invite those of you who are watching online to, to join us with this. Engage and, and just pray in the spirit right now too. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Holy Spirit, flow through every person right now. Flow through every person right now. And as the Spirit is flowing, I want you just to put your faith on it that He's moving, okay? Whether you feel Him or not, just put your faith on it that He's moving. He's flowing right now. Just put your faith on that. I want you to believe as the Spirit's flowing like rivers of living water that, they, that with His presence, with His presence flowing, it carries healing. 
So, so we release healing and divine health through every single physical body as the Spirit's flowing right now. In Jesus' name. He, he carries with Him divine health. And we release this to everybody who's at home sick right now. Flow, Holy Spirit. Divine health. Strengthening and empowering of immune systems. He carries with Him peace that surpasses all understanding. So let the Spirit flow with peace right now. Fresh baptisms of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Mental and spiritual clarity. And with Him comes dunamis power. Let these things flow right now. Yeah, if you have tongues, pray in tongues right now, out loud, out loud. Head, I want to hear your tongues right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Flow right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yep, just let him flow. Let him touch you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All right, now just take a moment and just let Holy Spirit touch you. You're you praying for them. Now, now just let him touch you right now. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We love you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, we welcome you and we ask you to move this morning in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, I want you guys to be seated and I'm going to start talking with you guys about some powerful supernatural stuff, but, but I want you to stay connected with Spirit. Stay connected with spirit and be expectant, all right? I, I think there may be some uh, impartation that flows this morning as well. I want to I talk with you guys about the power of tongues. The power of tongues. All right? Have, have you guys ever heard people um, refer to certain types of prayer meetings as praying Korean style? Has anybody ever heard that before? If you've ever been to, if you've ever seen a, a prayer meeting where they say pray Korean style, what that means is everybody's standing and everybody's praying out loud, like all at the same time, loud and dynamic and bold and fierce. Just, just like you're, you're letting the fire within you just come out. And whether it's 10 people or 1,000 people or however many it is, everybody's just praying and it just becomes this loud, crazy commotion. And, and it's wild. And the, the first time that I went to South Korea, uh, Jessica and I went there and got a minister at a, a little Korean church. And before it was our turn to preach, after worship, the, the pastor got... Got, every, or got up and had everybody start praying Korean style. But he didn't call it Korean style because to them it's just normal. And they started praying in tongues, the whole room. Started praying in tongues. And I mean, it was like they just went for it. Everybody, all at once. Not organized. It, it, it wasn't what some people call decent and in order, all right? But, but everybody was praying in the spirit. 
And I, I was praying in the Spirit, but the Holy Spirit actually told me, stop and just pay attention. Like, just, just observe the environment from your spirit man. And I, I started observing it, and I could feel the Holy Spirit swarming the room. And, and it was crazy because somehow um, there were clusters of people that would pray in, in tongues louder and other ones would be quiet, but it was weird because that, that cluster of loudness moved around the room like a swarm of bees. And it, I mean, there, it was perfect. Like there's, you could not orchestrate that. But you could, it was like you could feel the embodiment of the Holy Spirit moving in different places as they were praying louder in tongues where he was at, and he was moving around like a swarm of bees around the room. And, I mean, it, it was electrifying. It was so powerful. And my next, I think it was either my next, I've been to Korea three times. I don't remember which one. Um, my team and I got to... Uh, we got to go check out um, Yangi Cho's church. Anybody know who Yangi Cho is? Nobody knows who Yangi Cho is. Couple, few of you. He, he's the he's the Korean pastor of the largest church in the whole world. Over one million people in his church. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And so we didn't get to go to one of their church services. But they, they had a, a little room off to the side that was for the, the new believers class. New believers. There's like 200 people in there. <laughs> 200 people in a new believers class. And, and what, guess what happened in that room? They started praying Korean style in tongues. New believers. I'm talking about people who just got born again. They're praying in tongues as a group, and that electrifying, crazy, powerful thing was happening in the room. <laughs> People who just got saved. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it was incredible. And when we were driving around in Korea, um, we started noticing that about 60% of the cars were Hyundais. We call it Hyundai here. They call it Hyundai. That's because it's a Korean car, right? And then um, about 40% of the cars were Kias, all right? Why? Because it's the other Korean car. So 60, 40, and then about the other 10%, well, that, that was the people that were driving Gangnam style. Man, you guys. They, I guess the jokes work better in different environments, different people. <laughs> There used to be a, a rap that came out of there that was called Gangnam Style. And anyway, it's where people are driving Porsches and Lamborghinis. and So it's all like about one of those three. And so our, the pastor that was driving us around, um, me and my, and my friends, wanted to pray Korean style. So what, we, what, what I prayed or what I said and it, when I was trying to do it Korean style is, Barakia Shadabara Hyundai. All right, that, that, I thought it was good. Badakia should have a Hyundai. Sounds like tongues, dude. Come on. Badamazda should have a Honda. Anyway. Well, that was funnier to me, so. All right, I said I don't ever get embarrassed, so I'm pressing into that. Speaking in tongues. 
is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? It's one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and, and honestly, it's probably one of the most underrated gifts of the Spirit. And a lot of people would, would think of tongues as maybe the least of the gifts of the Spirit, because Paul is very clear that if you're going to press into one or the other, like tongue or prophecy is probably going to be the one that's going to have more of an impact in a corporate service. But, but it doesn't mean that tongues is not important. And if you wanted to rank tongues as the, the least of the gifts, I'd want you to put valuation on, it, valuation on it like this. Like the, maybe the other gifts would be worth like $10 billion. And tongues, maybe it's like $9 billion worth. Instead of like, all the like healing and miracles and prophecy, those are great, but tongues, it's just this little thing here. No, like I'm saying like $9 billion. Like you, you wouldn't want to miss the power of the tongues if you actually knew the power and the, the dynamicness of it. Because tongues is a gateway to the spirit realm. Tongues is a gateway to the spirit realm. All right? And when I say that, what I actually mean is when you pray in tongues with faith, it's a gateway to the spirit realm. But a lot of people are praying in tongues with no faith on it. They're just kind of doing it because they can and they're asked to do it. And, and like, but, but I'm saying like when you engage your spirit with your tongue, there's power, there's dunamis, dynamite, Holy Ghost, breakthrough, bulldozing power that comes forth. All right? <laughs> How many of you guys want more of that kind of power in your life? Yeah. Me too. And, and, and often growing up um, in my life, I grew up in charismatic and Pentecostal environment. And, and the, the phrase, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Like the, the, you, always, you always had to add that little piece. Like baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in well, <laughs> does that mean that it is or isn't the baptism? Mm. Well, I, I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit personally. I was 14 years old in July of 1990 with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I'm so thankful for that. And, you know, a lot of times people can date themselves back when I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I've got the plaque to prove it. It's like... That's great. That's a pretty plaque. But are you walking in it on a daily basis this many years later? <laughs> are you still talking in those tongues that you got 30 years ago? You guys okay this morning? All right, good. Because the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the, and the speaking in tongues was a gift that God gave us, not just to not just be able to put on our timeline of, the, I got this badge, I got, I got this Christian badge. No, he actually gave us an impartation of a divine gift that he gave it to us with the full expectancy that we would steward it well. When God gives us things, he's hoping to see stewardship with it. Okay? So my, my introduction to tongues started back when I was a little kid. I think I was probably five or six years old. We lived in Muncie. My dad was going to Ball State, and, and they, he made some friends at work or school or college, 
and who was baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit, they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they got a prayer language. And they, they sat Jason and Amy and myself down so they could tell us, you guys might hear some things and see things that are a little different than you're used to. Uh, we, we got this thing called speaking in, in tongues, and, and we're like, what is that? Well, it's when you're, when you're speaking a language that God gave you, and, and there's power on it. Like, so we, we thought it was weird, but sometimes Amy and I would listen through the door to listen to them just to hear that weird commotion going on in the other room. And, and then we were a little bit later, and we were going to the church that I grew up in, Christ Fellowship Church. We are meeting in an old 100-year-old church building in a graveyard. And uh, did you ever go to that church building? You know, what, you know what I'm talking about? She used to go to the same church for a while when she was young, too. So that's awesome. And, and so the room was set up in a circle, and my dad and mom and this other couple named Ernie and Charlene were, I think, the only people in our church at that time who had been baptized in the Holy Spirit. So they were the weird ones. This was before the Spirit broke out in our church. They were the weird ones. And I remember a few times when Charlene broke out in a tongue, and, and everybody's like, what's going on over there? And then my dad stood up, and he gave an interpretation. And, and my brother and, and sister and I were like, that, that, that was before I got my breakthrough about embarrassment, right? We were so, I was like hiding my face. That's my dad over there, the guy that was just dancing in the middle of the room. Now he's shouting during church. And, and uh, one summer, our youth group went to a, a new church camp that I didn't go to that, that summer. And they all got baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And so that Saturday when they all came home, my sister came through the door and she was glowing. She was like radiating. She looked like a different person. And, and I found out she got baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. <laughs> and it changed everything. She changed. And, and so the next day, everybody's giving their testimonies about getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and I was the only one who wasn't at camp. And I was the only one who didn't have a testimony. So they're all coming up one at a time, sharing their testimony. And I felt stupid standing there by myself, or sitting there by myself. So I came up and stood in line with them to give a testimony of what did not happen to me. <laughs> Everybody's telling what, how God wrecked them. And I'm like, I didn't go to camp, and I did not get the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But I want it. And then they all gathered around me, and the pastor came over, and they laid hands on me, and the power from heaven fell on me. And I fell out in the Holy Spirit. And I started speaking in tongues. And they told me, just listen to the words that are, that are coming up inside and, and just say them. Just do it by faith. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. Just do it. And I'm like, all right, I already look like an idiot. I'll try that too. And I started doing it and started speaking in tongues. And I've been doing it ever since. You guys, working through stuff up here right now. <laughs> I, I want to tell you that it doesn't matter if your mind or anybody else thinks that your prayer language 
sounds like gibberish or sounds foolish. That doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if your tongue sounds like a polished, elaborate, fluent language of some sort. That doesn't matter. What matters is are you putting faith on the thing that's come out of your mouth, believing that the Holy Spirit is speaking through you? Because the faith is what activates the spiritual from the physical, with the physical, it makes it explosive. All right? Come on. I also want to give a quick disclaimer before I proceed that I don't think that tongues proves whether you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit or not. Okay? I, I think that transformation and power proves whether you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit or not. All right? I've seen, I've seen plenty of powerless and fruitless tongue talkers. But I've also seen plenty of powerfully anointed people who never spoke in tongues. And I think that it's the, it's the fruit, it's the transformation, it's the power on your life that is the real evidence if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit or not. <clears throat> but with that said, I would say that every believer, I believe, has access to the gift of tongues. Okay? Mark 16, 17, Jesus said, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. So it doesn't mean that some people get baptized in the Spirit and receive healing, and some receive prophecy, and some receive words of wisdom, and some receive tongues. Jesus said, if you believe, you'll speak with new tongues. And, and I believe that every Christian believer has access to the gift of tongues, okay? I have so many things that I want to hit, and um, this happens to me all the time, the t the, that whole time thing, you know? I'm gonna, I want to read out of Acts 2, um, verse 1. It says, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. This was the mightiest outpouring of revival this world has ever seen. And it set the, the watermark for what God dreams of doing again. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat on each person. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, filled with the Spirit. Everybody say, they all were. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit Gave them utterance. Everybody say they spoke with tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Come on. We're going to come back to that in a minute. They start speaking in tongues, and then it, then it goes on. It talks about how people that were in the city for whatever the holiday was, that they were from all over different places that spoke different languages, different dialects. And it says that they heard what was going on in that room. And then they heard them talking in their languages. That's a miracle. And they knew that they were not um, educated men and women that, that would have learned all these languages. All right? And, uh, you know, I just want to just throw this in there that I don't think that what they heard that drew all their attention was tongues. Because when you have a million people in a city 
Like, and you hear people talking in a, in a room, in an upper room inside a house. I don't think that a million people are going to hear that. So there is something else going on that was explosive and dynamic that drew everybody's attention. But once their attention was drawn, they heard them speaking in tongues. And it says that they were, they were speaking the praises and the glory of God. Isn't that amazing? I want to tell you that tongues are a real thing. And, and these people didn't even know that they were going to get tongues in this encounter. They had no idea. They didn't even know what it was at that time because it never happened before. But, but God moved in a sovereign and powerful way. And new manifestations that they'd never seen before happened. And tongues came. And they started speaking in tongues. And I don't think that they ever quit. All right? It says, that, it says that they spoke in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. But it does not say they spoke in tongues because the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. It says they spoke in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance, not because. If it said because, it's a different experience. If it said they, they spoke in tongues because the Holy Spirit enabled them, it means that He dropped something in them, and then it's up to them to do it, and He can just stay back. And you're doing it because I gave you this thing. I can be over here, you're over there doing that thing. But it actually says they spoke in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. And what that tells me is that they were speaking in tongues as. It's talking about this real-time encounter where the Holy Spirit is inside of them, flowing like a river coming out of them. And as they speak out and they're speaking a tongue, the Holy Spirit is actually releasing through their mouth His powerful prayers and words and declarations flowing from the inside out as he gave them utterance. That's a lot more powerful to me. The Lord revealed this to me one time. I, I prayed in tongues a lot, but, but he showed me one time that tongues, when we, when we do it by faith, we do it from the Spirit, that we're actually having this encounter with the Holy Spirit. Like you can just choose anytime you want to speak in tongues. And if I can just remember that the Holy Spirit right now, real time, he's actually uttering through my mouth. Whoa. I just manifested in the physical the Holy Spirit within me right now from the spirit realm. Whoa, he's talking right now. Listen, guys, you want to hear what the Holy Spirit sounds like? He's like right this second he's talking out loud. Whoa, he's doing this through me? I'm literally demonstrating in front of you a manifestation of Holy Spirit from the spirit realm into the earth realm right now. He's coming out of me. Whoa. You guys try it for a second. Do it. Holy Spirit, as he gives you utterance. Not because he gave you utterance. Do it. Keep doing it. As he's giving you utterance right now, he's actually literally in you talking through you right now. Your mind may not understand it, but Holy Spirit's flowing. He's moving. He's doing something through you. And he's, he's, he's giving you right now utterance.
Okay, um, so I had a dream uh, about my grandpa who was an atheist, um, and we were sharing the gospel with him over and over. He wasn't getting saved, and I had a dream where I saw he was on his deathbed, and he's in this hospital gown, and the gown opened up, and I went over, and I put my hands on him, and I just prayed in tons, and then I saw him fall down, and he did this push-up, and he yelled out the name of Jesus, and then he walked out into paradise. I saw this door swing open. And so about a year later, I get a call uh, from my family, and they said, uh, Grandpa's down at this hospital, and uh, the, you better get down here. The doctors say he's going to die soon. They're saying he has a 0% chance to live. Um, they were actually, uh, from what I remember, going to do something weird with his intestines to, like, relieve pain. And um, so we got down there, and my wife and I, we finally got in to meet with him. I shared the gospel with him this time, and he did get saved. Uh, and I said, now, Grandpa, God's going to heal you. And he said, I believe everything we just talked about, that I'm saved, but I just want to be prepared for heaven. God's not going to heal me. And so uh, we didn't even tell him what we were doing. We just started praying in tongues over him uh, for like a couple minutes and then left. And then the next day, my dad gets a call. Grandpa is completely healed. We have no way to explain this. And he's released from the hospital. It's amazing. That's awesome. Power in tongues. It's, it's more powerful than we know. All right? There, it's more powerful than we know. I've got so many things I'm going to want to say that I'm not going to have time for. And, but but that's, just a, that's just a live example right there of that it's more powerful than our minds understand. And... Uh, I, I, might, I, may have to, I may have to do a part two next week so I can cover the stuff, but I have a journal entry. When, when the Lord was revealing to me, um, spoken tongues as they gave him utterance, not because he gave them utterance, man, that's powerful. It, it, it's a gateway to the spirit realm. Amen? It's a gateway to the spirit realm, and it's a, it's a spiritual bulldozer. Okay? And so this is what I wrote in the journal. It was the person of the Holy Spirit actually causing them to be able to speak His language in the present. His language, right? He was actively flowing through their tongue, causing them to be able to utter the words. That's crazy. Like, like it's not just you're just babbling and we call it a gift. Like literally the Holy Spirit talking through you in a language. See, I have no idea what language this is, but I know it is one, and it's got power in it, all right? All right, he, he wasn't just involving, he wasn't just involved with giving them the ability to speak the tongue. Every time they would speak in a tongue, he was actively involved. Holy Spirit's flowing right now. Come on. Speaking in tongues is so easily for, taken for granted. The reality of it is that it is an intimate experience with the Holy Spirit flowing through our tongue. He is presently, intimately involved each time we pray this way. It is a unique Form of an encounter with the Holy Spirit. 